0: Hey everyone, welcome to CrewCast. It's a podcast for guys of every generation. And I'm Todd Mullins, the pastor at Christ Fellowship Church here in South Florida. The CrewCast is a series of real conversations with other men designed to help you grow in your faith, live with purpose, and become the man God has created you to be. Hey guys, welcome back to CrewCast, a series of conversations for the men of Christ Fellowship. This is all to help you live the life that God's called you to live by igniting your faith, and giving you practical tools to walk that out. I'm your host, Todd Mullins, and it is great to have a very special guest, a very special friend of our house, Pastor Jensen Franklin with us today. Welcome, Jensen.
1: Thank you, I'm honored to be here. We're here in the middle of, while we're taping, yeah. uh, and you were having one of the most incredible men's gatherings and days, two days, yeah. so many men coming that you can't get them in one building, so <laughs> we came to another campus. And I've traveled all over the world and all over the nation. And what you guys are doing for men, and I'm sure in general, is just remarkable. Thank you. You're a great leader. Glad to be here. Thank you
0: for speaking into the men of our house. We're better because you've been with us for Diesel. And uh, you've been challenging us to, man, make the most of every moment and let moments count that will define our lives. And we just really appreciate you. and. And your in your ministry, I man. Your ministry is so much beyond the you're the pastor of Free Chapel Church in Georgia, but you're you're an author, and you've got your global ministry. In, and we're just so thankful that you took some time uh, out of all of that to be with us and invest in our men. It's my
1: honor. Yeah. It really is.
0: Hey, before we get started, just tell me a little bit about what you are seeing God do in churches around the world when you travel in men and men's ministries and men's lives, and kind of the importance of just men being men of God.
1: Yeah, I think um, men are craving gatherings now. Yeah. I think they need it. I think we are all still shell-shocked from COVID a little bit. Yeah. And we are seeing uh, a, a regathering in every way. And I think it's so wise doing what you're doing. And I think as a pastor, when you gather your men and you pour into your men, mm-hmm. the sense of strength that it gives you, as the lead pastor. It sure does. It makes you feel like, I am not alone. These men are good men that yeah. love God and they love this church, and we yeah. can do anything yeah. when we're united. We yeah. can do anything. We can save our families. We can save our nation. We can save our communities. That's right. We can we can make a difference. And I mean, that's what the reason I'm talking like that is because I've been around you and I've been around the men of your church this week, yeah. and it's contagious. Yeah. It's, uh, you can see it out on the guys' faces when you, you know, all the things you put outside, and you, and, you know, if if people are listening, especially pastors, and they've never come in for your men's conference, I've Mm -hmm. told people everywhere I go when men's ministry comes up, I tell them about this place because I don't know of a greater conference than Diesel, Mm -hmm. and more, uh, I mean, it's it's huge uh, numerically. But even beyond that, you can sense the anointing and God's spirit on men gathering. Yeah, We need encouragement. We need our crew. Yeah. We need more of that for sure. That's great.
0: It's interesting because, you know, in this digital age that we're in, it's easy to think we're connected and we've got all these online connections, but at the same time, we can be really lonely, and it's easy for us as men to be isolated. And our enemy knows that um, the only battle that we can't win is the one we're fighting alone. And so we, uh, we've, we need the right people around us and the importance of being planted in community. Can you just talk for a minute about how it's been important in your life to have a crew of men around you, brothers in the Lord around you in community with?
1: Yeah, I, I, I honestly did not know that you used the word crew. We associated and have for years and years with your men's yes. ministry, uh-huh. and I get to my hotel room last night, and they had me these amazing T-shirts and stuff, and they all said "crew," and I just preached a message about three weeks, maybe four weeks ago, something like that on "Who's Your Crew," right? Yeah, <laughs> and I live on, uh, I live in Georgia, I live on Lake Lanier, and during the Olympics, they had the water sports basically in my backyard, and they had the rowing uh, a lot of the competition and i would see them practicing all the time and that is the sport of rowing is called crew right because there are no superstars in crew sports right it is all dependent upon everyone on that boat i jotted down some things about it there's a book called the boys in the boat and it's about the olympics in berlin germany And how that the United States Olympic team goes, of course, Hitler was there and he was using it as propaganda to push his racist, you know, agenda Mm -hmm. how they were so superior, their superior race. And the U.S. goes over there and basically Hitler and his teams had had won so many gold medals in every field except Jesse Owens running and getting four gold medals, African-American man. But then we came to the water sports, and these guys, it's an incredible story. And out of that, anyhow, there's a message, and the boat that they use is 24 inches wide. These, it, these guys are weighed 225, muscular, yeah. powerful men, 24 inches wide. There's 1,000 pounds. There's eight of them, and then there's the coach on the back. And one man, I'm I'm not going to do a lot of this, but I think it's worth listening to for a moment because it underscores the importance of your crew. And here's the the point I'm trying to race to. They said that it would be the equivalent, if you're going to be an Olympic gold medalist team, of having eight golfers stand up on a 24-inch log on water, balance themselves, hand them a club and a ball, And each one in exact sync, swing at exactly the same time with the exact same force, (laughs) sending the ball basically right in the same area in complete synchronization. It has to happen that way every time they row those oars. Mm -hmm. They have to do it. If one person is off, if one person is not in unity and in sync, it it messes the whole Mm -hmm. thing up. Mm And then they said they do that, you do it at the same time, same force, you do it every three seconds for six minutes. My goodness. And when you do that, that's how you win potentially a gold medal. So the point is, you've got to have people in unity. Mm -hmm. Psalms 133, how good, how pleasant it is for men, for brethren, for men to dwell together in unity there. In that spot, right. in that place, here tonight, we're about to go into a service where yes. men are gathering in unity, right. and God says, "There, there. I command yeah. my, blessing. my blessing." Yeah, and so it's pretty yeah. exciting yeah. when you think about what happens. And they said the thing that is so important. There's one gal on the back; he's always the smallest one, and he's got the megaphone, right? And that's that's the pastor, and the others are the are the men in the yeah. church. Yeah. And he's shouting out the orders. Yeah. He can see where they're going. They can't see. And the point that I'm making the message is there's something that they call in rowing the swing. When they hit the swing, it's a magical, mystical moment. They called it It's, it's poetic is one way they described it in the book where they're in such unity. One of them described it. It's like a spider going across the water. It's it's magical. It's it makes no sense. And they said 40 strokes in a um, in an Olympic team as fast as you can go. But when a team is so unified that Mm -hmm. they hit swing, that that they can be going 33 or 28 strokes a minute and pass someone doing 40. Because They're the unifying. power of unity right.
0: is is working in yeah. such a way. I think that's interesting because as men we're driven. We many Try of hard. Us are, You know, we got our yeah. We, we got our own individualism, our own goals, our own aspirations, and that's, that's good, right? But when men come together and are unified yeah. around the kingdom goal, man, a kingdom purpose, yeah. then all of a sudden that takes the kingdom of God and God's heart. Further than any of us could do on our own,
1: right? Right, and yeah, and I and I think that the thing that that so touched me about it was that when they hit swing, it's like they said it's almost like the paddles are lifting the boat, and the boat is just is just doing like a almost like a swing in motion, and it's just and it's and it will pass, and you see the other guys, they panic, they see them coming up, they've mm-hmm. hit swing, mm-hmm. and they're trying so much harder. Mm-hmm. Trying so much harder, so much harder. And that's kind of how it is when we don't have unity. Yeah. We can do things when we have unity in the home, when we have unity in right. the marriage, right. when we hit swing in the marriage and yeah. in the home and in the church. It's what happened in the book of Acts. They were in one place, in one mind, in, in one, one accord. accord. The book of Acts is a book about teams. Mm-hmm. Paul and Silas, Peter and John, all every miracle that happened in the book of mm-hmm. Acts happened usually with teams. Yeah. And when you begin to hit that swing and I need it's not just me winning, it's us winning. Right. It's not just me getting my family saved, mm-hmm. it's getting our family saved. It's not just me struggling, it's mm-hmm. us struggling. And when I'm weak, you're strong and when I'm down yeah. or I'm up, yep. you're down, right. and we are doing this thing called the Christian life yeah. together.
0: I think about Paul, it says in Romans, I want us to help each other out with the faith that we have. It's he good. said, Your faith will help me, and my faith will help you. And that's what this is a part about being a part of a, of a group of brothers in the Lord that are, uh because there's days that I'm going to be down, and somebody else's faith, if I'm in relationship. If I'm in the boat and I'm rowing, their faith is going to carry me. Man, could you speak just a minute, Pastor to just when you've maybe been in that place where you've been in a boat and the faith of other brothers in the Lord helped carry you maybe through some some time in your life that I mean you look back on and go, man, if it hadn't if I hadn't been in the boat, if I had been in the boat by myself, I don't think I would have made it.
1: Yeah. Uh, in, in that book, the the thing that happened in the Olympics, Hitler steps out, he's watching, he's slapping his knees, he's laughing, he's loving it. They were winning. And then the U.S. team gets in the, it, it, we would call it the Super Bowl of, of, of rowing. And they get off to a bad start. Nothing's going right. Germany beats every other nation. They're way out front. And somewhere along the way, that that coach on the back of the boat saw something had changed that that he knew what to do to make the adjustment to hit swing, and they hit swing, and Hitler, they said, had his binoculars, and he was watching, and all of a sudden they hit swing, and they just go by. But here's the miracle of that story. The night before, one of their main rowers got deathly sick, and the coach had to make a decision. Do I take him out? because he's terribly sick or do i leave and and he decided i've got to take him out and replace him with a substitute the whole team came to him at the olympics and said even though he's not even half strength of what he should be we had rather have him on our boat sick and not at his best Mm. we're better as a team with him and he's handicapped but let's go with him instead of somebody else. And the only reason that they were able to hit swing, all the experts said, was because they kept that wounded or that sick guy mm-hmm. on their boat mm-hmm. and wouldn't throw him off. Yeah, just, just to Yeah. And so, you know, there's a beautiful thing in that. Certainly, I've had down times. I've had times when I wanted to quit, when I felt like I just needed... And it's those voices. I think about people like your dad. Mm-hmm. I think about people like you. I think about pastor friends mm-hmm. that called me, encouraged me. I know, you know, you don't talk. We don't talk a lot, mm-hmm. but I know who you are. Mm-hmm. I know the weight of who you are. And if I hear you're going through a hard time, I'm going to call you. Yeah, and yeah, sir. And I you're going to it. call I me. Yeah. I know that. I know that. And there's there's nothing like that to get you through. That's right. And you know what? We need each other. Yes. And there's power in that unity. And so find your crew. You know, find... You don't have to have a lot. Yeah. You just need three or four people that you're really close to and connect to. And obviously, as we're talking, guys, not
0: every crew is created equally. And, you know, we want to be clear about the kind of crew that you need to have in your life. It's not just the guys uh at the gym although that that's fine is not. we're not just talking about your friends at work we're talking about godly brothers in the lord that are rowing in the same direction as you if you get in a boat and they're rowing in a different direction than you you're going to end up someplace you never wanted to go and it's not going to help you you need guys in your life that are going to be rowing in the same direction where you want your marriage to be so that means you've got to have godly men in your life that are rowing towards a godly marriage in their life and they're going to get they're going to help your marriage. Yeah. They, they know how to be godly dads. And you want, to, you want to row in the same direction with other men that are in the word of God. If you get in a boat with guys that are sexually messing around sure. or joking around about stuff, it's going to pull you in a direction. Pastor Jensen, speak to that for a little bit, because I want to make sure that you guys know we're not just talking about having good friends in your life. We're talking about having godly
1: men that are rowing in the same direction. Yeah, it's, it's it's just a powerful thing to have people. I love what you just said about they're, they're rowing in a direction that you want your life to go. Mm-hmm. I think about the Tommy Barnetts. I think about yeah. Coach Mullins. I yeah. think about Todd Mullins. I think about churches and ministries that are just pure and mm-hmm. real, mm-hmm. just like this ministry. And I look at those as models in my life and have, and sure enough, our ministry I, I want to think and believe has gone the, yes. that direction too. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, the, the, the powerful thing too about choosing a crew, the coach said he does not want clones. Mm. He doesn't want people who have the same muscle structure and they all are six foot two, you know, 97% muscle. <laughs> he said that they vary it because they know that there are certain muscles that they need that one person to have a lot of maybe lower body yeah. and somebody else stronger in the upper body because it's all got to synchronize mm. so you need people that are that are doing things in areas that challenge you that i love what you said about even even in conversation and stuff we all have fun and have a good time but when you're hanging around the right crew you yeah. hold each other accountable yeah. Right. You you talk straight to one another. Mm-hmm. You, you sense when somebody's discouraged or when they just need to be told something straight up. Mm-hmm. The Bible said a brother is born for adversity, adversity. and a friend loves at all times. And a real friend, when you get messed up or you get weak, they don't throw you out of the boat and replace you. That's right. They keep you on board. Right and they restore you yeah. and they believe in you and you will all go across the finish line that's, that's the goal right. that's we right. got to get there and we got to get but all of us but you
0: got to be in the boat right cuz you got to be out in the boat man the boat's going to you know head in a direction you got you, know, you don't want to be overboard and you don't want to be in a boat alone because you so think about good. that race one guy trying to keep up with a, another boat that's got eight guys in it rowing is right. never going to get In the race, never going to make it. That's right. And I see too many guys in the boat by themselves, trying to row by themselves, trying to do it by themselves. And I think some of us have been taught or conditioned to think we have to do it. We have to man up. We got to do it on our own. And uh, I think this picture of being in a crew is exactly what God wants us to see.
1: Yeah. And in uh, Mark chapter six, the disciples are in a storm and the Bible said they're rowing rowing and they're toiling. Yeah. They're weary. They're tired. They're trying real hard. They're trying real hard. Mm -hmm. And then the Bible said Jesus came and they beckoned him to come on their ship. Yeah. And I would say to anyone listening, you got to get him on board. That's right. Most important thing. You got to get him on board. And here's the beauty of that story the Bible said as soon as Jesus got on board, that immediately after he calmed the sea, immediately they entered into port and were in land. Mm-hmm. They hit swing. Mm-hmm. Yep. They, 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 <laughs> they absolutely, instantly, all the things that we keep trying to do, I can't seem to have a good marriage. I can't seem to have a blessed family. I can't seem, when you get around the right crew and you get Jesus, most importantly, you need yeah. Jesus, and he's not just speaking to you, but you got friends that have invited Jesus on board. That's right. That's when you can hit that swing thing that just causes you. It happens by the grace and goodness and strength of God that he fills you with. You and your crew dream and believe and win. Amen. Amen. Well, this is so, so helpful, Pastor Jensen. Uh, Closing
0: question. This is just for fun. We're ending our crew cast with some rapid fire this or that questions. All right. You ready? I'm ready. Steak or sushi? Steak, yeah, me too. Uh, LeBron or Jordan? Jordan. Oh, I would have to agree. I'm a Jordan, yeah. yeah.
1: College football or NFL? Ooh. Uh, I guess college. Okay. Your favorite team? Sometimes though, but my professional team, Atlanta Falcons. This year, I've got hope for that. But uh, most of the years, I don't <laughs> have no, much
0: hope. <laughs> not hope or not a prayer. Okay. Last one: a vacation at the beach or hunting in the woods?
1: Ooh. Uh beach for me. Beach, okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm a beach guy.
0: Although we are going hunting in the woods in about a week. That's so a close let's, second. Let's, let's get that going, right? Well, guys, thanks so much for joining us for CrewCast today. Uh, we will link all of Jensen's resources and books in our show notes and your latest book, uh, Overcoming When You Feel Overwhelmed. Great book. Thank you. Great read. Guys, go on the, uh, the link and get that. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of these episodes. We will catch you next week. God bless.